and that was the aha moment for us about how the storytelling of the video and connecting and giving these local businesses the ability to reach the people in their community more authentically through video marketing was so powerful. And he said if we, our app could bring him four to six customers between those hours when he usually doesn't have any, he would be really happy. So the first draft we did with him, we brought him over 70 people. We actually have created a world-class team that's working at world-class pace here in Boulder. Most people don't want the Silicon Valley or the New York pace, but yet that's the pace you need to change the world. This is the ProCo 360 podcast. I'm Dave Tabor, hosting ProCo 360 because I love Colorado and I love getting to know Colorado's entrepreneurs. Today's episode features Josh Ritzer of Boulder-based Nye. This is a new thing for me because until today, guests on ProCo 360 have been pretty well on their way. In fact, yesterday I saw an announcement that Colorado unicorn Quantum Metric had another record year. Its CEO, Mario Chabrara, was a great guest on ProCo 360. Anyway, sometimes trying something new keeps things fresh. And because, because I became aware of Nye, an app that's only in its beta, but I think it's cool. It's starting in Boulder, and I love its mission. The Nye app allows small businesses to generate fast, fun, and targeted traffic by making special offers to users of the app based on when the business wants the customers and the proximity of the customers who they want to offer to. So anyway, Josh, you do a way better job explaining Nye. And while you're here, you can help me start feeling smart about picking you as an early stage company to be here on Proco 360. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Dave. Um, really appreciate it. We are a new startup uh, headquartered in Boulder. We're a small team on a mission to revolutionize local commerce to help lift up our small local businesses. Uh, I started working on this a couple of years ago when COVID just crushed all of our small businesses. Yeah, and it, yeah. it just breaks my heart to see all the closures. And, and I had worked on something in the past before that. And it's really, our mission is all about building the next generation of technology that pushes as much economic value down to our local communities and our small local businesses. Yeah. So I gave a quick overview of how Nye works and I, I loaded the app. It looks pretty fun. So I wish I were closer to Boulder where you're based because then I could get all these cool offers, but explain more how it works about how the, you know, how the geography and the proximity works, the whole thing. Sure. So when you open the Nye app, it looks like TikTok for local where everything you see in your feed is from a local business that's near you that wants more customers soon. And you actually only see things that you can get to on time. So if there's a yoga class that's five miles away, we only show it to people who can get to that class. And the proximity, we have a patent pending algorithm called the Nizone, and it shrinks over time to make sure that only people who can get there to that class on time can book spots. That's cool. And I saw, like I was offered, I was checking it out last night and somebody offered me uh, a deal for... Uh, actually it was today, like a burrito and a margarita for five bucks at a, or 10 bucks, excuse me. And, and, uh, it was going to be a little later today. I could have gotten there, but, but I got to get like a ticket. What's that? Yeah. So essentially everything is it's, it's a ticket management platform on top of a TikTok like marketing platform. So it really is to allow the local businesses to control the amount of spots they can offer for any given opportunity. So the way I understand it, let's say there's a, 
whatever kind of a restaurant or a yoga shop, whatever the case, if somebody like has a pretty dead zone time, like they never get business from three to four, right? They could, they could start filling that, right? Yeah. So you've seen that work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, during our alpha, we just went to beta this week. I and... can't believe I've got you on so early, but it's fun. It's a cool product. Yeah, yeah thanks. So, so talk about it. So yeah, during our alpha, we we did about 120 what we call local drops. And a local drop is just a spontaneous local event or experience at a local business. And a lot of those were reacting. What we're trying to test for is elasticity of demand. How can we bring customers last minute to these local businesses during their slowest times? And so it's been going great. Um, we had one example would be Waffle Lab, where up on the hill, uh, right by CU, he said his slowest times are between three and five on Thursdays. And he said if we our app could bring him four to six customers between those hours when he usually doesn't have any, he would be really happy. So the first drop we did with him, we brought him over 70 people during those hours. And he wanted four or five. Yeah. So that's super cool because that's basically time when it's just money going out, the, just down the toilet. Yeah. Otherwise, right? Right. Their 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 restaurant is empty. They have overhead that they're covering the cost of, and with employees yeah. not making tips during those hours. And yeah. So, what's the reaction of the users? I mean, does it does it almost like feel like a little party for them? It it's really community based. We have a lot of social features. Um, so, most of our alpha users, our test users, are CU students, and it does feel like a new, you know, especially after two years of COVID where we didn't have a lot of local community, yeah. it's now bringing community back to the, the local businesses. That's, I mean, it, it, and I haven't experienced showing up, you know, at, at a drop, but I mean, I, I can only imagine so like all of a sudden 50 people show up, you know, within a certain period of time, are they all, you know, is there some sort of instant camaraderie or any, any energy vibe that happens from that? Absolutely. We've had some really cool experiences. We had one at Bohemian Beer Garden where they did a Oktoberfest kind of thing. And it was a lot of people that had never been to that restaurant. Mm. And we they had we had the whole back area. And it was just a, a new way to bring people together to support local businesses. That's super cool. Now, one thought I had is, and I know you've got a patent pending algorithm and so forth, but I mean... I think of Yelp or I think of any other, you know, software-based advertising platform. What are you doing that they couldn't just decide to do if you get cool? Yeah. You know, it's a great question. Um, I think a big part of ours is we're not an ad platform. We're a local commerce platform. That's you, just that's just nomenclature, isn't it? I mean, just words? No, I don't think so. Because when you're an ad platform, your customers are the advertisers. Um, and when, what we're really focused on is building technology that makes local businesses more profitable. So the local businesses are our customers, and we're trying to build new technology to help them serve their customers. And when you add ads in, usually what happens is, is the biggest spender wins on the platform. Mm -hmm. And that's generally not mom and pop shops. That's not the small local businesses. Um, yeah. And so we're really focused on building technology that allows local businesses to reach the community that's near them and in a way that actually makes them more profitable. Hmm. Well, I'm going to distill what you said into what I heard. And it sounds like you're maybe more personal, more local, and less greedy. I mean, <laughs> come on. I don't know. That's our mission. You know, yeah. I think um, I think right now, I personally, this is my life mission where the biggest issue I see um, is... Globalization and technology are leaving a lot of people in our communities behind. 
And we have to build technology in a way that brings those people up. Mm. And that's really what we're focused on. And if, there's been a lot of technologies out there that have tried to serve local businesses, but they haven't done it in a way that makes those lo local businesses more profitable using the technology than not using the, the technology. Yeah. Well, you and I were talking about the idea that this is different from like a coupon. Yeah. Right? Right. Talk about that. Well, coupons right now, the uh, a lot of the businesses, when we talk to them, the biggest issue they have is discounted customers during busy times. And, and Which really, kills them. It kills them, right? And it, it takes their ability away from getting full paid customers during those times, right? Yeah. And so that's most markets, efficient markets in every other industry, supply and demand, price is based on demand. Yeah. And yeah. they should be able to adjust price based on demand. And so really coupons are an example of a very inefficient market. And that's what we have in local. So what we're trying to do is give the ability to, for local businesses to get last minute customers, but price it based on demand. If your demand is very low and time is perishing, yes, your price maybe should go down. Yeah. But if you have a strong brand and it's really just about getting last minute customers or followers to your business, we actually are seeing some of our businesses getting a premium because they're actually marketing unique exclusive opportunities like what what's an example of that yeah we did uh we did a test for a salon and um we knew because a lot of our users are college students at cu and so we knew friday afternoons there a lot of the females want manicures pedicures last minute and they're actually don't care about the price because <laughs> they want <laughs> it last minute when yeah. they don't have an appointment and those two spots sold out in less than two minutes at full price. Wow. Was did they was anything offered like a champagne? No. Nope. Nothing. Just, just, just like we've last got... minute pedicures. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's interesting too. Okay, so I gotta ask you this before I take a quick break, which is still, why couldn't Yelp or any other platform do exactly yeah. what you're doing? Would it feel different? It would. Um, I think that our mission is different than theirs. Um, and we're, we're all about building technology that puts local business success first, hmm. you know, and I think a lot of the other platforms put the consumer first at the expense of local businesses. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, and I gotta say, well, I can't quite put my finger on it. It absolutely does feel different. And especially when I watched, um, some of the, the drop ads, the, their 15 second videos, right. Yeah. They're made locally. They're made by the, the store operator or whatever. And they're kind of fun. And, uh, I think you're facilitating that level of kind of human engagement too, in a way that the others don't. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I, two years ago when I started working on this, um, I didn't expect to be video um, because I, I'm an engineer mm. and I know how hard it is to scale video. Um, yeah. And so it looked a little bit more like a Groupon platform with time with the time element. But my young team members that were all from CU convinced me to do video and we tested it and we had a user group come in and it was mostly college students. And the number one video they picked was of the Point Cafe up on the hill that's owned by a church. And the reason they all said that video was so awesome was it was the pastor of the church talking about how all the proceeds from that cafe go to their mission work. Mm. And so we had a lot of students in this user group that said, wow, I walk by that cafe every day and I never go in there. But now that I know more about their story, mm. I'm going to go in there and support that business. Mm. And that was the aha moment for us about how the storytelling of the video and connecting and giving these local businesses the ability to reach the people in their community 
more authentically through video marketing was so powerful. Put that well, because that is what I was trying to express was this sort of human connection that I felt using your app. Uh, it was cool. Yeah. I liked it. Um, hey, you're listening to Proco 360 named Best Denver Podcast three years running and the last two years Best Colorado Business Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. My guest today is Josh Ritzer of Nye. I want to thank our great sponsors, Kinsley Meetings. Kinsley Meetings is Proco 360's longest running sponsor. Their business is growing based on great reputation for conducting meetings with lots of moving parts. I hope you'll give them a call. Also via technologies, they host Proco 360 and it's a lot of data. Really appreciate them helping me out, managing the site. Uh, finally, Colorado Biz Magazine, our partnership is one of building our audiences together. So please go to Proco360.com and check out these sponsors. We're diving in, Josh, and I, I want to back up a little bit uh, about your background because while this is your first startup, you've got some visibility into both small business and into startups, right? Yeah. Um, well, it's not my first startup. It, it's, uh, but it, it's, um, it, it's the biggest one. It's going to be the ah, biggest. Okay, um, good. But so, yeah, I grew up in small town, Minnesota. I grew up on a farm and my f whole family, my dad, my uncle, my, uh, my uncle, my best friend's dad, they were all blue collar entrepreneurs, small, small town. What's a blue collar entrepreneur? Well, like my dad had a construction company, ah, my, my uncle, yeah, yeah. uh, and grandpa had a towing company, taxi company. And got then I it. worked. I worked my whole, since elementary school through college, I worked at my best friend's family store, um, which is on Main Street in our mm. town. And it was like an REI, but a one family store. Yeah. Out yeah. Outdoor, like it was called Outfitters. And so that those experiences really shaped me because they were all very hardworking, blue collar, you know, um, people, no college degrees and, you know, small town. But what happened was I went to college and I studied computer science and business, and I really started to see how the market and how technology was really elevating and helping big business, but it wasn't helping those small businesses. And coming out of college, I had done a startup in college, and so I was really just good timing coming out at the top of the dot-com era, and I was a fluent web developer. So mm -hmm. I had a lot of offers. And I actually went to, uh, chose the offer at Accenture, the top tech consulting firm, because I, I told myself this years ago, I said, my dream job is to be a small business consultant. I wanted to help build technology that helps all these small businesses like my dad, my grandpa, my best friend's family. Um, you know, it was, I think, less than 10 years after Walmart came to our town that when that family um, shut, shut their store down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so I just... I want to help all of those small local businesses um, and be the technology because I know how hard it is. It's that like they're so busy and they're very good at running their business. Sure. But technology can be very overwhelming for well, them. Well, and without it, you really can't compete anymore. Yeah. 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 And so then uh, Accenture, I got to travel the world. I, mm. I managed some of the largest uh, e-commerce and CRM projects in, in, in the country at the time and um, spent four years managing uh, projects up at Microsoft and I loved it. And then, but my heart has always been to be an entrepreneur. So I, I left and went off on my own and um, fell into an opportunity during the 2008 credit crisis where I, um, a high net worth person asked me to start a private equity company where we bought a lot of bank assets. Mm. And uh, I was running two companies. Uh, we had a software, real estate software startup and a real estate private equity company. And then uh, I went back into software and started you know, working on various projects. So yeah, you're funding now yourself right yeah. now, right? Right. Was that that 
Is that the uh, the nice benefit of going to work for the PE guy with lots of money? It just yeah, a lot of like I, I was happy. I've been pretty good investor, crypto, private equity, real estate yeah. over the years, and I just um, I just want to be more in control, and I don't want to dilute me and my team too early. Good. You know, going back to thinking about your very first, ver- I mean, you're you're now in beta at Nye, but Alpha. I mean, you know, so I've developed an app in the past, and it failed because I sucked at marketing. But uh, you, you know, you're all about marketing. Yeah. But talk about the very first version of the app. What made you get that rolling, and how different it is now from what started? Yeah. Well, I built an, a version in 2014 that we launched in a stealth pilot in Minnesota in 2015. And so I, what I realized from that, it went very well. It was one city. Um, what, but I, I was living in Palo Alto in Silicon Valley and I learned a lot from that. And the biggest thing I learned from that experience was timing. And I knew that it was too advanced and we weren't, we were doing things like QR codes and we we had a, I had a big vision and I knew the adoption wasn't there at the time. And so fast forward after COVID, I sat down with one of my friends who owns a lot, uh, several restaurants in Boulder and I asked him about all these challenges I was seeing. And he, he said, well, now, you know, our POS system makes us do that. DoorDash makes us do that. So the, it really, we needed more time for the local businesses to adopt technology before we could really build this platform, mm-hmm. which is really transformative. So what about, what technology do they have now that they didn't have a few years ago that lets them adopt Nye? Yeah. The, because I didn't, as I was looking at your app, I didn't see any connection between a POS and and Nye. It's, what am I missing? There's a lot of little things. Um, a big part of it is just using technology in adoption because there's so much turnover in retail. Um, if the if the technology isn't solving a problem in a meaningful way, they're, they're not going to adopt it and use it, and they're not going to be willing to train their staff on it. So there's a lot of that. A lot of the things we do that we have to do, we use a payment processor called Stripe, and we do a lot of things that, from an operational perspective, like just team management. Well, who are you charging? I mean, people, when, oh, because when they buy the ticket, yeah, do they prepay for the tickets? Yeah, right? everything is, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything it, goes through our platform because it's exclusive and, and it's scarce. So there's mm-hmm. a limited amount of spots. Yeah. And so each person buys a ticket and that guarantees you a spot because- a lot of the opportunities, the the businesses only have so many spots. Available. So when are you gonna, you're not going to start charging fees like Ticketmaster, are you? On top of these things, <laughs> no, I, it's a five, it's a ten dollar burrito and margarita, and you end up paying twenty seven dollars. Right, that's that would be contrary to our mission. Um, yeah. We're that's a big part of what we're doing is trying to build next gen technology that actually keeps the fees as low as possible. Yeah. Now, whatever you build, it seems to me, especially because you've got the. Um, uh, well, I was going to call it geofencing. You've got a different term for it. Well, we call it the Nizome, but Nizome. It, it's, a, yeah. it's essentially a, a type of geofence. And it's a flex. Uh, I get it. Flex is based on, yeah. So it would seem that whatever you built for Boulder and the Hill, I mean, you could pop in anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you just change the geography. It, it, it's not even a hard thing to do, right? So this could scale fast. Yeah. Yeah. We expect to, to scale fast. Once we're fully built out, we still have a ways to go. Um it, what beta is all about is is having the businesses use the pro app. So we're we're just rolling out the pro app in Boulder, and that's so the they, one they use to create the offers, to record the videos, to to designate whatever the offer is, and so forth. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, it it basically makes Nye a self service tool for local mm. businesses to yeah. do drops anytime they want customers. So then, when you collect the money, but I got to ask you, how do uh, maybe you don't make money yet, but 
what is the what is the financial model when you sell a ticket? Do you get a percentage? Yeah, we're we're gonna basically take a small user acquisition fee, um, and that's like a dollar per ticket or two dollars per ticket, depending mm-hmm. on. We're still working on our pricing. Yeah, yeah. And then a credit card fee of three point five percent. Oh well, that's not unusual either. But does a customer have to pay for um, to be on the platform? Is it a play? Pay plus? No, it's free a... for customers. And then we just take a small turn. For every customer that we bring local businesses, mm-hmm. we get paid a small fee. Yep. And then where we see most of the revenue for us at scale coming in is we have a lot of cool advanced capabilities and features that we're going to be adding that are optional. So there'll always be a free like version. What? Like what? Well, dynamic uh, AI-driven dynamic pricing. So if you uh, want if yeah. you want to change the price of your offer based on demand or like say that it would automatically look, happen rather yeah, than yeah. looking at market data. So uh, yeah. so basically we can actually make recommendations um, and really drive and make the local market yeah. as, as efficient as possible. So in Boulder it was kind of easy and cool. You knew people. You already knew people who owned restaurants and so forth. So I mean, was that a tough sell? You went to them and said, Hey, whatever, uh, I'm doing this. We're buddies. Will you try it? I mean, that's kind of awkward, especially when stuff's in alpha and it yeah. might not work. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think the biggest challenge is um, it is a tough sell for local businesses. I think that they've there's still a lot of mistrust between technology companies and Main Street small businesses because mm-hmm. uh, just a lot of businesses and a lot of apps that have come before us have sold them a bill of goods that didn't work. Um, so trust is the most important thing. And I'm fortunate that we have really strong community around what we're doing in Boulder. Um, yeah. because I think that's the most important thing is to trust that we're, our heart and our mission is in the right place. And, but once, once we get them on and they, it's working for them, yeah. they love it. That's an interesting model. I mean, you start, you start at home where you already have inherent trust, where people are willing to give you a shot and then you can prove it out here where there's a little bit of a lower barrier, right? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Now, who's the first company that says yes to you? Um, well, it was Working Title Food Group, and they have some restaurants here um, because he was my friend and mountain biking partner. <laughs> um, he's the one that before I even built the app, I was asking him questions. And so he was really supportive. And we have a, a great group of advisors that are all local business owners in Boulder. Um, then the first big drop we did on the hill was actually a, a pizza pie up on the hill. And mm. that was really cool. I think it, we did a something, uh, there were during their lunch hours, it was about 230 college students showed up for that. So it was really cool. 230. Mm-hmm. What were you expecting? We didn't know. <laughs> you know <it's> like, <laughs> what did the customer expect? I mean, the, it's just like, everyone just looks at it as like a cool new app and a cool way to support local businesses. So when they got 230, what was their, it was, they were, they were that, that day, it was very busy. Like we were, uh, they, he had a full staff of cutting pizza or making pizza. It was fun. It was a really cool party. That's cool. Hey, you're listening to Proco 360. I'm your host, Dave Tabor. This is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. This episode is with Josh Ritzer of Nye. Go to Proco360.com to subscribe to the newsletter, read my blog, link to sponsors, and catch the books I'm listening to on Audible. So uh, you went, you were in California, Josh. You came back to Colorado. Yeah. Uh, it, did you come here just to start the business because you had buddies at Boulder who would say yes? Or what no. was the story about that? <laughs> I, actually, my wife and I are both from Minnesota, and uh, we spent my, our careers in Silicon Valley. And my wife took a job transfer in Boulder, so uh. she's a she's an executive for Google. And we she uh, the choice was either go to Austin or Boulder. And 
I knew because I wanted to do this, and this was years ago, um, I just, after doing my homework, there's no better place to start something that's all about helping local businesses than Boulder. The community is just so strong about putting local business success first. And I saw that firsthand with COVID. Everything, everybody rallied around supporting our local businesses. So I knew I could never have gotten this off the ground in Silicon Valley because the culture there isn't really local. It's a very international culture. And so it it just feels different. Mm, I just think that a great place to start it is Boulder. So you worked as as a uh, consultant essentially at Accenture. You saw family-owned uh, blue collar business, blue collar entrepreneurs, which I think is a cool term. I guess I just hadn't heard it before. But when you started Nye, what is something in your mind you specifically, you definitely wanted to do as the founder? Um, I think the biggest thing I think about is I need to build a world class engineering team. And like, you know, if we're going to scale this, you can, anybody, and you mentioned your past app, uh, software's hard. And, you know, what I learned in my time at Silicon Valley is you need a world-class team to execute and Can get it get to scale. Can you get a world-class team with, you know, with no money and four people? I'm thankful that we're on our way. <laughs> like, it starts with a, a world-class co-founder, technical co-founder, and um, he was in Silicon Valley. He went to Stanford, and he's a, he's brilliant, and I'm grateful that he joined me. And so it starts with just people with the experience and the belief. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're well on our way. We have a great team. That's the thing I think about the most because yeah. the I, I've had this idea and this passion and this mission for a long time, but without the team to execute yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Well, the thing about apps, especially now, they're everywhere. And if you have one that that just doesn't work right, I mean, bang, you're done. Yeah. You're just done so quick, yeah. right? Now, when you also looked at these businesses, you must have said to yourself, you know, as you look at other founders, other companies, like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. What was that? Um mislead local businesses or convince them to join under false pretense, um, Mm. because I think that's the biggest issue that has happened in the past. Um, My mission, and I I actually wrote this, is to revolutionize local commerce to make local businesses more profitable. And I actually put that in the mission, the word profitable. Profit rather than sales or growth. Yes, because a lot of platforms and a lot of businesses say they help small local businesses, but they technically don't. They don't lift them up and help them be more profitable. It's more of a marketing term for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is a difference. And to the extent you want to help companies, small businesses be profitable, that's way different. Yeah. Yeah, way different. It's cool. Now, when you look back, because this has been, how long have you started? When did you start Nye officially? Uh, just over two years ago, yeah. and it was just me. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and it was, uh, and then I started building the team about a year and a half ago. But you've got like a million dollars into it already, or not that much? Now. Well, about um, seven hundred, and I got another, you know, uh, earmarked with my wife's approval. Uh. Um, you know, probably another half a million or so, and then. Um, I, I have a lot of investors that are interested and I have mm-hmm. a pretty strong network in Silicon Valley yeah. of investors, but I just want to do it myself for a while yeah. and get a little further. Well, that makes sense. So when you look back in the last two years, kind of want to wrap with this. I mean, every entrepreneur stumbles, screws up, messes up and all that. Um, what do you think you did right so far? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, it's, it is a very, entrepreneurism is very stumbling and learn as you go. I think the culture we have right now is exactly what we need to succeed. We, 
you know, I think the biggest thing I think about and I worried about being in Boulder is um, the pace. Like most people that come to Boulder don't want the Silicon Valley or the New York pace, but yet that's the pace you need to change the world. We actually have created a world-class team that's working at world-class pace mm. here in Boulder. How many people do you have? We have 17. 17, that's a good, and most are, are most tech? No, we only have five, uh, one more starting in a week. So we'll have six engineers. Mm. And then uh, of the 17, six are CU interns. Oh, so cool. part-time. Yeah. Uh, but that's an interesting point you make that that living in Boulder, people tend to be here because they want to balance. Lifestyle, and yet, yeah. yeah. So how do you how do you communicate that? And how do you talk about that internally? Yeah, we, we have to, and I learned the hard way because I didn't have that culture a year and a half ago when I hired the first few people. And what we learned is, is, we had two different groups. We, it's almost like two different locker rooms. We had some people that were on a mission to change the world and other people who just wanted to be at a startup and, but didn't want to work nights and weekends. Mm -hmm. And so we had to, you know, we had to set part ways with those people because we were on a mission to change the world and we worked nights and weekends. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that's cool. I, and what a great, what a great story. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to wrap up here. I'm your host, Dave Tabor. Today on Proco 360, you've been listening to my conversation with Josh Ritzer of Nye. Josh, I'm going to watch. This has been a fun talk. I'm going to watch for Nye to explode. So please don't let us down. Bring it to Denver. Bring it across Colorado. Bring it to the world. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, re I really appreciate your support because that's really what it's going to need for us to be successful is just everybody rallying around a platform that puts local businesses first. I think it's great. Listeners, glad you're here on Proco 360 where we say live, work, love Colorado because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the Proco 360 podcast. And if you haven't yet, it's a huge help if you submit a review in your app. You gotta do that before you leave here, Josh. Absolutely. So, thanks again to show sponsors via Technologies, Kinsley Meetings, and Colorado Biz Magazine. That's the show. Live, work, love Colorado. I'm uh, I'm impressed. I think it sounds like a super fun journey. Yeah, it's uh, it's working. I can honestly tell you. I mean, we're still in a petri dish, but uh, it's it's really cool to see it working for so many businesses. And now we're getting to the point where I just had lunch with uh, Dana Query of Big Red. She's the owner of Big Red F uh, yeah. today. And they're like, they have all these ideas. And now they're like, hurry up. Like, we, we want to use it more. And so it's really cool well, to that's just see encouraging, it, it working, isn't it? you know, this early.